If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bear, and I'm really delighted to be back with you again. And back to the weather forecast. I haven't done weather for ages. And we have sunshine and warm weather and spring is come, but so have the bugs. My goodness, are there bugs. For anybody who has never been up in Ontario in the spring, you will not understand what blackfly are. Uh, although I guess you could, I guess there are other places, maybe somewhere in the U.S. where you have black fly. Um, I would, you know, let me know if if this is a phenomena that you have in your area as well. It happens to us for about usually the first couple of weeks of May. Um, as soon as the um, the weather begins to warm up a bit and before it gets really really hot. And blackfly are these tiny little things. They're not mosquitoes. These these come out in hordes. The moment you walk outside and they come and fly around your head and fly around your neck, they don't sting. They're, they're not like, a, and it's not like a mosquito bite where they draw blood. These little guys have um, have teeth. They they gnaw at your skin and and it bleeds. So whereas with a mosquito bite, you're going to get a nice, you know, a little bump and it's going to itch a bit. This um, black fly bite, you might not even notice when it happens until somebody comes up behind you and says, "Mm, do you know that you're bleeding down the back of your neck and, you know, your T-shirt has gone red? That's how you know you've been bitten by by black fly. Unfortunately, black fly season always happens around our Victoria Day weekend, which is this weekend as I'm recording this, and I know a lot of people going up to cottages are, are going to be impacted because just, just the nature of the weather, it's, it's been very uh, cool and damp. And then we had a couple of really hot days and it's back down to being sort of coolish again, around 63, 64 degrees. And, and it's sunny, but not very windy. And they are out in force. So Sadly, there's going to be a few unhappy people this weekend at cottages that just aren't going to be able to go outside. Um, so anyway, so that's that's where we are weather-wise at the moment. So I'm talking to an entrepreneur, coach, and consultant today uh, called Ellery Wells. And if you are at the Vacation Rental Success Summit, and particularly if you're at the workshop on the Friday with Mike and Jason. You may have seen Ellery. You may have um, have um, had conversation with him. He was wandering around with the camera, taking a ton of photos. What you might not know is that Ellery is really well known in the digital marketing world. He has his own podcast and is a very successful entrepreneur. And, and he also coaches entrepreneurs as well. And the other thing he is very successful at is running mastermind groups. Now, in my opening keynote at the Vacation Rental Success Summit, I talked about mastermind groups as a way of keeping together. You know, you meet may, may meet people online, you may meet them in uh, face-to-face at an event. 
But it's really important that to continue the relationship you keep together. A mastermind group is a way of keeping together. And after I did the keynote presentation, a couple of people came up to me and said, you mentioned masterminds, but I really don't quite understand what a mastermind group actually is, how it's set up, how it works, and you know how, how can I get one organized? So I thought it would be great to get Ellery onto the podcast, ask him all the questions that I actually have about setting up a mastermind group. Because I've been in a couple of these groups and they one of them only lasted about three months and the other lasted less than a year, maybe maybe nine or ten months. So I, I'd like to find out sort of what went wrong with our with, with the mastermind groups that I was in and and maybe get some tips and suggestions on how you could create a really useful and successful mastermind group. So without further ado, let's go on over to the interview with Ellery Wells. Well, I'm delighted to have with me today uh, Ellery Wells. And, and as you just heard, I met Ellery for the first time at the Vacation Rental Success Summit in Toronto last month. Ellery, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, it's quite an honor to be here, Heather. I hear uh, you are quite the big deal in Canada and in the vacation rental uh, arena. So I had no idea when I when I came to your amazing event, and then uh, Jason was telling me, "Yeah, she's like like the <laughs> the person up here for all of this." So uh, it's quite an honor to be here, and and I'm fortunate to have. Uh, met you when I was in Toronto a few weeks ago. So um, a little bit about you, Ellery. I know that you know you're an entrepreneur, and now what you do is is help entrepreneurs start and build and grow their businesses. And you do coaching and consulting, and and you have mastermind groups, and and you have an event coming up yourself next uh, next next month, I think. And I'm going to come back to that in in a bit. But first of all, just just give me your take on Vacation Rental Success Summit. What did you What did you take away from it? First off, what I really liked, and I, I think this is a takeaway too, Heather, is that everybody was really nice. Um, and that that maybe some people are like, well, that's that's you know, either either that's their conference face, and they might be mean elsewhere, or what do you expect? You expect everybody to be mean. You know, there's a lot of ways to look at that. But what I what I found, I've been to a lot of conferences. And I'm very introverted. A lot of people don't know that, but I kind of sit back and I watch the the crowds, and I I'll watch how watch I study behavior. My degrees in psychology, and I I look and I saw how people at your your event were interacting with one another, how open they were to connecting and sharing ideas and in problems and struggles, which is what led to that blog post that you mentioned. And I I found that I really liked. Uh, the people who who come to Vacation Rental Success Summit. I, this is your second year, and I've only been to one, so I'm making a generality. But in general, I, I really like the audience. Uh, and my takeaway was I had several, but I would I, if I had to narrow it down to one is that there's a lot of people got into the vacation rental industry, if you will, with some of them on purpose, some of them kind of by accident. And I talked to a lot of people who bought a vacation home. Then they decided to rent it, and then it decided to become a 
uh, to, they decided to turn it into a business. And so you have the people who uh, went in intentionally, I'm going to buy this and rent it. And then you have the people that are like, I just wanted to make a little bit of money. And now I either this has become so big. And I'm thinking of, of someone in particular, um, Sabella, who mm-hmm. you know and you had on your podcast, where she's got a beautiful home, but it's just kind of like gotten big. And it's do I do I keep it and – like go all in and and make this a business and learn about business and Facebook pages and those kinds of things, or do we just I, I don't know if selling it is is in the plan or do I just not list it and and I just, we just hold it as a vacation home? So I, I don't know if that's necessarily a takeaway, but I, I liked the people and I I tried to learn from what their their challenges were at the same time. So you guys, it's a really cool thing to watch knowing. Um, just a little bit of the the history of you and and your son Mike as you guys are are building this, and just whenever I see people who are really successful and doing some things that I would like to do, I just think, man, it's it's possible. It's you know there there are people, small businesses, you know, and, or businesses with less than five people that are are doing really cool things, and you know, I I, I can do that too. That kind of Mm-hmm. Thanks. So you guys are inspiring and it's a really awesome event. So, you know, I, I've been in a lot of businesses over the years. I've started businesses. I've worked for a lot of companies. I've been to a lot of these events. And I think the vac- people in the vacation rental industry across the board are some of the nicest people I have ever met. I don't know what it is. I think it's because we're all in the business of creating dreams for other people. We're, we're in the we're in the hospitality industry. So maybe, right, yeah. you know, we get into it. Uh, and you know, it's, there's a little bit of self self selection out there. Those that that don't have that hospitality gene tend to drop by the wayside pretty quickly because it it just doesn't work for them. They they won't get the reservations, they won't get the return bookings because they don't have that um, that that perspective on hospitality. And I liked what you were saying about you know how people get into this because we we call a, you know a lot of people in the industry accidental rentalpreneurs. So <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, that's they, pretty accurate. Yeah, they never intended uh, when they bought their property or looked at buying a second home, running a business from it. But that's how they they've ended up doing it. So uh, so yeah, that was that was great seeing your perspective. And I'll put a link to that blog post you wrote and um, awesome. in, the, in the show notes in the show notes in the show notes. Because it, uh, it it quite inspired me. Just what you were saying about the, you know that particular takeaway about the the people you met and you know you, your your take on them. It was interesting to get that from somebody who's outside the industry looking in. So I'll make sure to put that in there. Yeah, thank you. I, and and like you alluded to, Heather, I I don't own any homes. Actually, I've never even stared uh, stayed at a at an Airbnb before. So I'm very much. <laughs> uh, outside of of the industry, my uh, the reason why I kind of uh, was interested in, in coming, other than to to see Jason do his thing, was my my mom and I were looking, and along with my wife, were looking at getting a, a place in Oklahoma. My mom's got two houses that she has long term rentals; they're not vacation destinations or anything like that. I guess it was probably a couple of months ago where I kind of got interested in this, so. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely an outsider. So becoming well, less so, but yeah. definitely an outsider. Well, well, the title of your blog post was "We're More Alike Than Different," and uh, you know that 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 really said what 
um, you know, what you were thinking after the weekend. So that was great. So we're going to talk today about mastermind groups because in my keynote presentation, I, I'd mentioned uh, that that was an option for people to keep together after these events. You know, you can keep together by going onto forums or or Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups, but an actual you know, more personalized keeping together is is a mastermind. And somebody came up after me and afterwards and said, you know, I'm intrigued by the idea, but I really don't know what this is, how you get into it, how can I start one, who will come, what do I do? And they had all these questions. You weren't around, couldn't find you, because I thought this is the guy that you need to be asking. So I know that you've got an event of your own coming up, um, um, which is focused on masterminds, which we will talk uh, talk about uh, that event later. But I, I'd like to ask you a few questions about, you know, or, or to really pose all these questions that were given to me, and I'm now going to pose them to you. So let's start with what actually is a mastermind group. Sure, and then we're not talking about either the movie with Owen Wilson called Masterminds where they robbed a bank, and we're not talking about the cartoon, was it The Incredibles or something, where the evil guy is, is the mastermind? <laughs> the mastermind. Uh, <laughs> we're, uh, we're talking about the concept that Napoleon Hill really put a term to back in the 1930s um, when he said it's a group of people that come together for, for a purpose. And the way I, I really don't stray too far Heather, from what Napoleon Hill said, it's it's when you well, I think is the line from it's in Think and Grow Rich. I think the line is when when two minds come together, a third greater mind is formed, or something like that. And that's that's the whole idea: getting people who are maybe you can you can get people together for different reasons. You have the same worldview, maybe it's politics or. You know, fitness, or in this case, vacation home rentals, or you get people together who, and this is more or so of, how, excuse me, of how I do it, is people that are are entrepreneur focused, but they have different business plans or business ideas. So, getting people together for a purpose of moving forward together, uh, kind of watching each other's back, being able to brainstorm with one another, and and help each other grow. Um, it's kind of like the one plus one equals three mentality, and it's uh, it's I, I we can go into as much detail as you want, but I, I try to keep it from groups of including myself four to five people. We meet regularly, we meet frequently, um, and I always make sure that those things are both in there because Haley's comet is pretty regular. It's just not very frequent, so you got to have frequency and regularity, and to keep each other accountable, encouraged. And, and moving forward. Okay, well, we are going to go. I, I would like to go through some of those in a little more detail. But uh, so um, I, I have been a member of a couple of mastermind groups. One lasted about three months and the other was longer. It lasted about nine months. And I know I know the difference. The, the one, the three-month one was, there were no rules. There were no, it was, it was unstructured. It was, hey, guys, let's get together every so often. Um, and we, we tried to make it weekly, but. Half, half of the time, people didn't turn up, didn't bother turning up. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that lasted nine months was much more structured. It was every single week at the same time. And it, it worked to a point. Now, we were all from different, um, different backgrounds. We all had, you know, we all brought different 
skills with us. So the first question I want to ask is, if somebody in the vacation rental industry, if, if a vacation rental owner wants to get in or start up a mastermind group, does it work equally as well if all the members are in the same um, industry as it does if they're all in different ones? You know, honestly, I having one mastermind might n- – I don't want to say one mastermind is is plenty because uh, I, I don't necessarily think that that would be the case. In this case, I'd probably suggest someone be in two. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's more of a time commitment. Maybe it's a little bit more of an investment if it's a it's a paid mastermind or something like that. But if, if everybody is in the same industry, if everybody had a rental property, I think there would be a lot of value there. I really do because you can share what's working, what's not working. Hey, have you tried this? Yes or no, but I tried this and it worked or it didn't work. So I think there would be a lot of value there. However, the problem that you would run into, and this is this is why I try to get a very diverse group of people in mind, Heather, because if you sat around like uh, if you sat around with a bunch of engineers, or if you sat around with a bunch of video game people. Or if you sat around with a bunch of real estate agents, all of a sudden the conversation would would <laughs> kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for devolve into only real estate agent speak or only uh, vacation rental speak. Like I had to learn the acronyms of um, like VRBO, what that meant. I had to learn of LSI, what that meant. And if you only are around people who see the world that you do or in the same industry as you do, you would only talk about those kinds of things. And the problem with that is you don't know how to communicate those ideas to outsiders, like in this case, me. Um, you know, the the value of staying in, in a vacation rental versus just going to a Marriott or a Hyatt or something like that. So while there would be a lot of value there, I think there would be possibly even more value, if not exactly or not equal value, of meeting with people that are not vacation rentals as long as you can talk about business. And I think it's time, you know, when you're getting coaching or in a mastermind, it's that's an opportunity for you to give and get and be selfish. So if you can get information that you can then in turn apply to your your business while learning how to uh, communicate with people who don't necessarily know all of the acronyms and know all of the terminology and all of the ins and outs of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That, it, it does. It makes a lot of sense because, yes, you can get, uh, you know, <laughs> I talked about nerding out. Um, yeah. And I, and I think. <laughs> I loved that term, by the way. That was, that was funny. And I, I think that that's what it would, it would come down to. It would be a group of, um, possibly four or five people who are just simply getting together once a week, nerding out and and perhaps not getting the wider value that that they might have if let's say there were there was a vacation rental owner, a digital marketer, somebody that was experienced in social media, maybe a content writer, these sorts of things. So yeah, we'll we'll come back in a, in a few minutes as to, to, to you know where you might find these people, these alternative people. Let's say that I'm a vacation rental owner and I'd really like to start a group. I want to put something together. Now, whether it's it's the same um, same industry people or whether it's a diverse group of people, what would you say the general rules are of running a successful group? <laughs> that's a, that's a, a, could be a lengthy answer, so we may want to break that up. 
But I feel like like the first part of this question would be how to get other people. And I saw this this meme, this picture on Instagram the other day, Heather, where it's this this these two it's a man and woman on a beach. It's a little like political cartoon, so it's drawn. And there's this girl and she's like strutting her stuff, walking towards the guy, and there's this guy walking the other direction towards the girl and he's kind of strutting his stuff and they're obviously wanting to attract the other person. And then the, it's just two pictures. And the next picture, they've passed each other, and they both look depressed and sad because the other one didn't reach out and say, hey, you want to go grab a drink or a beer or or you know whatever it is that they would do. And I, that's what I would caution people to not do. Don't think that somebody else is going to reach out to them. Don't talk about how cool you are. Well, that, that you, never mind. You, you can talk <laughs> about how cool you are, but don't expect somebody else to take the first step. Be the person who reaches out. And when you're setting up a mastermind, and I, I have a guide, um, if we want to share a link to it, Heather, I, I can give you a, a URL and people can go and download the guide. I, I wrote I wrote the guide and then I put it into a, a PDF. And uh, when I was on Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn a few months ago, a lot of people, we talked about mentors and masterminds. And I can, I'd love to give that to anybody who is in your audience that, that wants it. But the point is, um, you, you've got to be the one who, who initiates it sometimes. But when you are building it, when you are putting together your mastermind, you can pick and choose who you would want in it and who you don't want in it, but you can pick and choose people that will help you get further in a certain aspect of your business. So, for example, if you wanted to go from one or two doors to having 10 properties, you know, find somebody who has more properties than you and learn how they did it. If you want to know who who has gotten this a listing site independence or they've accomplished some goal that you have also for your your business connect with them and see if you can get them in the group and uh so that you can be strategic in, in learning from them in that way or someone who's built email lists or someone who does uh, a great social media marketing or you know find those people and ask them that if they want to be a part of what you're doing yeah so how how would you how do you approach somebody like that do you just just say, hey, I'm starting a mastermind group. I'd love you to join. Is, is... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as simple as that is, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, yeah. I, I, you could, you could make it more complicated than that. Um, sometimes you got to clarify what is a mastermind, uh, depending on, on where somebody's from or how old they are. They may or may not be familiar with the term. And, Oh, what is a mastermind? Well, it's just just a group of us getting together every week, every other week, and we we talk about business and and be prepared for a lot of no's. I mean, a lot of people won't see the value in it. I think everybody at at every stage of business could benefit from a mastermind, but some people aren't ready, don't think they're ready, aren't interested, don't have the time, or don't think they have the time, aren't willing to make the time. Um, but just ask, reach mm-hmm. out to somebody who's doing um, something you want to do and. And say, hey, I'm trying to put this together. I don't know all. Just be honest. I don't know all the details, but I'm trying to get people like you and like me, and mm-hmm. or you know, like this, that, you know, with that, with this skill or that skill. And would that be something you would be interested in? That's how I started my first uh, my first paid group almost three years ago. Let's say that now I have two or three people, maybe four, that are interested in joining. 
and I'm going to give them the ground rules. Now, you mentioned frequency and consistency. So mm-hmm. um, how, how would, you, would, would you define that as once a week for an hour? And what sort of rules would you give for attendance? Sure. So uh, like you mentioned before, you were in two, and the more structured one was more successful and lasted longer. So I think that's that's probably in in alignment with in alignment with what what I have seen as well. Um, we meet every other week for sixty to ninety minutes, and we I've been in mastermind groups and I'm in one right now that we meet every week, and sometimes weekly meeting gets uh, it's a lot. It can be a lot, um, so I, I spread them out, and then once a month, just just not enough, uh, not yeah, yeah, not frequent enough. So every other week is a pretty good schedule. If you still have ways to connect in between meetings, you know, you don't need to sit down and have an hour long meeting every time something's going on. But you know, Facebook Messenger, one of my groups uses Voxer, which is like a walkie talkie app on our on our phones. Uh, or something like that. You you know, s- just stay connected between calls, and like I said, sixty to ninety minutes. Be on time. Stay late if you want to, but let's get started on time. And uh, we haven't gotten necessarily into hot seats and how that necessarily functions yet. But we, uh, yeah, it's every other week, sixty to ninety minutes, and I charge for all of my masterminds that that I lead. So the attendance rate is pretty high. Every once in a while, I'll have somebody miss. They got it, something with their kids or, or something like that. But the topic we can we can skip or move into as well. But yeah, just got to know that you know in three days, I'm meeting with my mastermind and I haven't done what I committed to mm-hmm. do. Or I have and I'm excited to brag about it or talk about it. Um, you know, and, and those kinds of things. We can talk about the, the what goes on in those 60 to 90 minutes if you'd like to. But, uh, yeah, that, that frequency and consistency is is the big deal. Um, the sort of masterminds I'm thinking about, these are going to be peer groups. They're probably not going to be paid groups, um, certainly at the outset with people. But um, Yeah, most of them aren't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I know there's some massively successful mastermind groups out there. There is. You, you mentioned Pat Flynn. And I know Pat's in in several different mastermind groups, but but the one he has with Cliff Ravenscraft and Ray Edwards, I, I think, is you know they've been going for years, um, yep. and they all seem to talk about it. You know, whenever they're they're doing a podcast and they they mention their mastermind group, it's it, it's a very powerful event for them when they get together, yep. and and they you know. <laughs> That these are very powerful people in the in the online industry, so it clearly does work. Tell me about the the platforms that you'd use. What how how do you get together? Do you do it on Skype or or something else? Sure. So one of the things that I like to do is record my meetings. So we use Zoom, and it's uh, I have a, a paid plan which is like unlimited recording. You can get a free Zoom if you want to keep your your meetings to 45 minutes or 40, 40 or 45 minutes and zoom would be free. Zoom.us is the, uh, or maybe it's zoom.ca up in, in Canada. I don't know. And then I've got another group. We don't record those calls, but we use free Google hangouts 
and and all of those are are video calls. I like seeing uh, the other the other people on the other line. I can read their behaviors and see if they're uh, dodging a question or if they're just thinking or taking notes or something like that. But yeah, we use Zoom and uh, Google Hangouts. Okay, that's excellent. Um, I I've got a, an account with Zoom, and I'm pretty sure it's still Zoom.us. So, uh, but I'll check that out and put that in the show notes too. Um, because even with the, you know, with, with the free version for 40 minutes is, is pretty good. It's, um, yeah. you know, it might be enough. So we've talked about, you know, how to, how to find people, um, you know, how do you, how do you find other people to join the general rules of running a successful group, um, frequency, consistency. Uh, I just wanted to talk about what a hot seat is. The hot seat is basically like that stereotypical thing, you know, when you're watching the cop show and you got the guy in the in the interrogation room and they've got the light on them. And like, where were you on the night of whatever? It's like that, but it's not quite as scary or as intimidating. The hot seat is basically where you and your business is the focus for that meeting. And I'd probably recommend that about 75% of your time, whether that's 45 minutes on a free Zoom call or, or if out of a, uh, an hour, hour and a half meeting, about 75% of it is the person – we talk about the person on the hot seat, what they're doing, what's not – what is working and they could improve on or what's not working and what they need help with. And after we share, we do a, we go around the group and we share our wins so we can you know, celebrate the small things. And then we go right into the hot seat. And, and usually people come prepared with this is something that's not going so well. Why not? Or uh, today is Friday. So two days ago, we talked with a guy who is trying to hit the million and a half in revenue mark in his business. And we're trying to figure out what he can do to realistically uh, hit achieve that with his business. Is it new product lines? Is it new uh, subscriptions? Is it a mental issue? Because hitting a million and a half uh, in revenue would be quite a you know going from I didn't know if this would work to you know I'm have a million dollar business. There's some mental issues that uh, self confidence. You know, those kinds of things. Anyway, we so we, we the hot seat is where you focus on somebody, what they're doing, what's working well, and what's not working for the bulk of the, the meeting. Okay, so uh, yeah, I and, and this is what we did in, in my longer term group. We we did get into um into doing hot seats and it really, really worked until you know, one or two of us I remember you know being in the hot seat but not having anything to talk about. Um, you know, I didn't have an issue and it was like, almost like, oh, I've got to make something up. Does that occur or was it, was this just a one-off with me? Sometimes it does. Sometimes you got to dig a little bit deeper and, and figure out like, okay, what am I, what am I actually doing? Cause you know, sometimes we do get busy or, or you have somebody who's, you know, they're about to be on the hot seat, but they just got back from a vacation. So they didn't, they didn't do a whole lot in their, in their business, but uh, if that starts happening, I, I do think you know you. We're we're not talking necessarily about paid masterminds. We're talking, but I think there should be kind of a leader and a facilitator, mm-hmm. someone who will help drive that conversation 
and may, maybe it's an accountability issue. I, I don't I don't know if there's you know necessarily a way to to fix that. But if you've got people that are, I, I, maybe it's engagement. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I spend some time making sure everybody is active and engaged, and we're having some some friends. But I will tell you, Heather, if yeah, I don't know that there's necessarily anything wrong with just having. Most meetings should not be a social hour, but sometimes that's okay. Yeah. Um, just to, to break up the routine, just to rekindle your friendship. or be, But, you know, remind everybody why they're there Just and, and just have fun for a little bit. Maybe it's a shorter meeting. Maybe it's just, um, you know, talking about their, their last vacation or, you know, I, I wouldn't want that to be the norm because we're all busy people and mm-hmm. we all have things to do. But the mastermind shouldn't be something you dread attending, and it shouldn't be something that you dread attending because it's just going to be another wasted hour or hour and a half. That's not good either. But a mix of fun and business, I think, is is always a good good way to keep people engaged and and moving forward. But then, honestly, I'll tell you, sometimes everybody's just kind of in a funk. You know, it's maybe at the end of a long week and everybody's tired, something like that. So all that stuff happens too. I've been there. I've, I've had meetings like that too, but just, it, I think the goal is, you know, we're all here to grow our businesses in one way. And, you know, let's make sure we are focused on doing that. And I think a lot of people kind of get bummed out when they're not getting the results they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, Maybe a, a symptom of something else, but what are the yeah. co- common reasons for a mastermind to just fizzle out? Is is it because um, you know people just lose energy with it, or um, yeah, I, I think going back to the two that I've been in, and they the first one just fizzled out because people just stopped turning up. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then and then the second one was really it was we we sort of all agreed that it had come to. A, a natural conclusion, really. The dynamics seem to have gone out of it. I guess I'm trying to figure out why that happened. Um, so there are other common reasons for a mastermind group to fizzle out, do you think? You know, if you set it out with a specific goal uh, and, you, and that goal is accomplished, maybe that is the, the time to um, to stop it. And maybe that, that, that could be a perfectly good reason. Um, fizzles out, people had an argument, and they don't necessarily get along. They've, in your case, maybe they sold their properties and they don't want to do it anymore. And so, talking to people who talk about buying and renting and selling properties is no longer of interest. Uh, it's it's a, a lot of there are a lot of parallels that could be made to it being like a, a friendship. Mm-hmm. And it's in, I'm I'm friends with all of my members, but we weren't all friends first. So if you the things that bring friends together will likely keep uh, the mastermind going. And I, I think you get burned out too, maybe. You know, if you're talking about um, business all the time, every time, and nobody's laughing and telling jokes. I, I love telling jokes and being very sarcastic, and um, I, I tease all of all of my members. And if when when that stops, when the fun stops – People will also lose interest too. I mean, which, just think about it. Would you rather go? We're my wife and I are going to go see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy here in a couple hours. Would you rather do that and have fun, or go to a lecture that would that would legitimately help your business? 
<laughs> most people are going to choose the movie, right? And yeah, it's it's work and all those other things, but there's got to be a fun element. And whenever maybe the fun stops, because mm-hmm. um, I think you can to be successful. I I would not want to be successful in business if I was not having fun. And I think if people aren't having fun in their business, they should stop. Because you can go and work for somebody else and not have fun and maybe have other things. When you own your business, it's got to be fun or it's just not worth it. So making sure there's an element of of fun and those kinds of things. But Yeah, I think this is what brought brought that one to a close because it it, it, it just – there was no real fulfillment in it and and it was it became a chore that was it it was yeah. it was a chore to get on you know oh gosh this you know i've got this hour that i think i'm going to waste and i think that's what it was it was it became a chore we i think we all felt that we weren't getting anything out of it anymore and fun was clearly a part of it that that had disappeared so it was probably a good time for it to uh, for it to finish so, do you have any other tips uh, for me if I was start if I want if I'm fired up, motivated now after listening to this, and I want to go out and get a group going? Um, could you give me a few tips that are going to really get me off in the right direction? The first thing that I would do is I, I mean, it's your mastermind, so be selfish. What do you want to get out of it? Someone reaches out to you, you know, that's a, a slightly different story. But let's take the let's use the example of we're here, we're listening. And we're like, yes, I am going to start my own mastermind. I would start coming up with a list of people who are doing something with their business that you would like to do as well. Maybe they've figured out how to manage it from uh, a six-hour flight away. Like some of your members live in Houston and they've got properties in in Paris and other areas of France. And and you want to learn – how you can manage your properties remotely. What does the logistics looks like? So we're going to we're going to get this guy. We're going to ask him to be in our group. And then you look at somebody who has bought uh properties, you know, they've got three or four condos in Florida in a row and you want to know what it's like to buy in a high price area, multiple condos and those kinds of things so you can get into that market. So you want to get that guy or that girl um, into into your mastermind. And then you look at somebody uh, like the girl I mentioned before who's got the you know four, five, six, seven hundred dollar per night uh, just estate up in Can- uh, Connecticut. So you want to know how you can start charging more for your properties. What kind of luxury items can you add? bring in how can you create more of an experience around it so you want to get her into your mastermind the point is find somebody who's got a business model that you would like to adopt part of that into yours find somebody that is i mean if you're starting the mastermind find somebody find everybody who is further along they got more properties they make more money they're more efficient they scale you know find something about each individual person every aspect of your business you want to improve on and reach out to someone who's just knocking that out of the park and see if they want to be uh be in your group i'd I'd start with what you want to learn and then look at the people who have those skills and then reach out to them okay that's great and then and then perhaps develop your structure of, of how it's going to be first of all and then once you've got these people on board then you've got something to 
um, to to share with them, right? Yeah, I, I kind of glazed over that one mostly because I, my structures don't change just a whole lot. So I immediately come to the conversation with um, generally who I'm going to target and the frequency of right. the meeting. So yes, you would want to, you would want to do that. At least have a plan when you when you initiate that conversation, saying I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. That's not the worst thing in the world, but having some sort of uh, prepared answer to where you can say, yeah, this is what we're going to do. I don't know all the details, but this is kind of what it would look like. That would that would make the person you are asking feel more comfortable about either committing or at least sitting down and asking you for more information. Excellent. You you are running a your your own event in um ne- next month in Austin. Pretty close, yeah. yeah. Yep, just north of Austin in in Round Rock. Yep. All right. So can you tell me a bit more about that? Because I know that Mike's thinking of going, so I'm quite interested in in uh, in what's happening on that weekend. Yes. What is my son going to get himself into? <laughs> <laughs> so Mastermind Weekend. Um, if anybody's depending on air dates, and I hope I'll be doing these for long into the future. But right now it's elleriewells.com/mmweekend. No spaces or dashes. And that's the information and ticket page. But the idea behind this, Heather, is I've got clients. Actually, I think only two or three of them live in Texas. The rest of them are, like we mentioned, in Norwich, uh, California, up and down the East Coast, Oregon, uh, Utah, all over the place. And we meet virtually. And I was talking with one of my groups who has been meeting together. Um, one guy has been with me the whole the whole time, and but for the most part, for about two years, we've all met virtually. And I've met most of them in person, not all of them. Anyway, I asked them what they wanted. They've been very successful. What else can I offer? And they came up with the idea of doing live events. So, again, all of my meetings are virtual. I haven't even met in person all of my clients. So bringing everybody to a central location to where you can get the mastermind experience, but in person. That that was the intent, and that is what Mastermind Weekend is. So you come into town on Friday – and we'll go out to dinner, have some drinks, have a have a social time, and then we hit the ground running Saturday morning. And from basically nine to five ish, nine to four, we do what we've been talking about on this this episode, Heather. We do hot seats, we rotate, we talk about business. I've got I've got engineers, I've got digital marketers, I've got uh, people who own construction companies. Um, and if Mike's able to come, people who own vacation rentals and put on conferences. So we get the diversity of, of background, but we get those people together and we talk about business. We discuss, we have fun, but we discuss business and you get the opportunity to present your business and what you're doing to people who are outside of, of your industry. So like we talked about before and the engineers talking about the engineer things and, and all that kind of stuff, you get to express your business ideas to people who aren't familiar with your business. And what that does is it forces you to really get clear on your marketing and your messaging. So we're going to do that all day Saturday. Uh, Saturday night, I'm taking everybody out to dinner. We've got some some local restaurants. And I, I, I think in Texas, 
our seafood is is smaller <laughs> and sometimes lacking, but I think we have some of the best food in the world. And so I'm going to take some people out um, Saturday nights, and then Sunday morning we do basically the same thing before everybody flies back to where they are from. And sprinkled in there, uh, we're going to talk about how to use content to drive your commerce, to drive your business. And we're going to talk about email marketing and some of the things that you – why you need to be collecting emails and what types of emails you you need to be sending. And that will be tailored slightly depending on the demographic of people who show up and what they need in their business. And then there will be another segment I'm thinking about Facebook marketing and how to use some of the technical aspects to put your message back in front of people after they have left uh, your your site using the – largest social media site in the world so friday's fun get to know you saturday is is f- more for fun but uh, business and learning and masterminding and hot seats and brainstorming and then uh, more more fun and, and dinner and then picking that up on sunday before everybody heads back to where mm-hmm. to wherever in the world they're from that, that sounds a lot of fun. I've, I've done a couple of these. I did one with um, Cliff Ravenscraft a few years ago, and that was a, a one-day event. Um, Cliff, for, for my listeners, you may have heard me interview him about a year ago, um, otherwise known as the podcast Answer Man. Um, he's, he's the person that I learned podcasting from, and, and I sort of feel he's, he's, he's a mentor to me. So it was great to go and spend a day with him and do exactly – what you what you're talking about and then i also went to one mm-hmm. with lou mongello um from whose whose podcast is walt disney is the walt disney world podcast and yeah. uh, and lou is another entrepreneur um who who coaches um other entrepreneurs not necessarily in the walt disney world but um i so so i've spent a day with lou as well and and it it was exactly as you've talked about it was people coming from all different walks of life the, the connections you make actually are you know like the vacation rental success summit with all those connections those the networking the connections i made at those two mastermind live masterminds um have stayed with me for a long long time so that's that's just another benefit i i know cliff pretty well i i know uh, Lou as well, and and actually the these guys that I've been talking about mostly, oh, actually not all of them. My my Wednesday group, they all met because they went through podcasting A to Z with Cliff a few <laughs> years ago. So they started this mastermind after his his weekly call. Mm-hmm. After he stopped doing that, they yeah. they put their own group together, and they, I guess, man, I I've been meeting with him a year now. Mm-hmm. It, man, I, I feel like 2016 just just <laughs> flew by. Yeah, didn't it just? We're just about out of time, Ellery, so I just wanted to uh, thank you. Just huge thanks for for spending the time with me today and sharing all your knowledge on masterminds. I'm hoping that uh, that some of my listeners here are have taken this on board and are motivated to go out and gather some people together and... Um, and and create their own group. So uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Ellery, and uh, and I look forward to meeting you again at some. Maybe you'll come to VRSS in uh, San Antonio. Yeah, I, I think I will probably be there, and and I I, I hope people do take action on this episode, Heather, because I, I know 
building a business can be kind of a lonely thing sometimes, especially if you're managing properties that aren't in the same town and and all this kind of stuff. But it, like like you t- mentioned my my blog post about how we're more alike than we are different, and uh, there's just something about humans that we we like connecting. You know, in all these movies, when you're when you go to jail because you did something bad. And then you're in jail and you do something really bad, they put you in solitary confinement. But whenever we're entrepreneurs and we're looking at building our businesses, we often isolate ourselves and we forget that that's what they do to bad prisoners. And and I, I would I hope everybody out there who is listening this will listening to this will do something to connect with people who are like them, different but like them, and just are really successful uh, with with all of their stuff and listing their homes, buying more, selling them, investing, whatever they want to do. Uh, it, sometimes it can feel like a lonely world, even though we've got the internet at our fingertips. So I, I hope other people do take advantage of of what you have have shared on your podcast today, other episodes at from the stage at uh, Vacation Rental Success Summit, and and connect with people. So, yeah, thank you for having me. Oh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I'll make, uh, and I'll be including the the link to your um, PDF and also to the Mastermind Weekend as well as to your blog post. So, so thank you, Ellery. It's been a, 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 it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure too, Heather, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Well, that was a great conversation with Ellery Wells. And thank you so much, Ellery, for sharing all that great, great information on setting up masterminds. And it, it's really motivated me to get another mastermind group going. So, uh, yeah, uh, that, probably not until this summer is over. You know, it's uh, an, another um, busy, busy summer is is coming up for our rental agency. and uh, But maybe when we get into September, October, I will get this off the ground again. So watch this space. So as Ellery said, he's, um, he's going to give you the PDF about which is on setting up and how to run a, a mastermind group. So if you go to elleriewells.com forward slash Heather, then you'll be able to download that, uh, that PDF and sign up for um, Ellery's uh, newsletter. And um, there's a lot of great stuff on his site as, as well. So thank you so much for joining me again this week. As ever, it's been an absolute delight to be with you again. And and hopefully by the time we talk again, I'll be able to tell you that the black fly have gone. Yeah, that, that would be really nice if, if they have gone uh, within a week. Uh, we shall see. And of course, I'll share whatever the weather has in store. So once again, thank you for joining me. Bye-bye. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.